welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here. And for everyone that has shared the podcast or just sent a review, thank you so much. It really helps me to spread the podcast and just makes me so happy that you're enjoying the episodes and I truly wish that this podcast will help you on your journey of healing and growing on a spiritual level and this week is so beautiful we are starting off with this full moon in Pisces and I have a guest this week that is a healer Uh, and that has worked with so many people with healing traumas and other energetic wounds and her name is Monica Bay and she's known as the healer in heels so she's an energy healer and spiritual teacher and she has a bachelor's degree in social science and is a certified life coach Reiki master and hypnotist and she has also created this online university called Mystic University, a school for the spiritually gifted, where she yeah, helps you develop your gifts and, and your, uh, on your spiritual path. And in this episode, we talk about soul purpose. We talk about what trauma is and how to heal trauma. We get into anxiety and depression past life trauma and also our lineage trauma the trauma that has been passed on throughout our lineage so this episode is beautiful to understanding all of these things on an energetic level so I hope it really helps you on your path and if you want to connect with Monica you can find all of her links in the show notes so just enjoy Hi, Monica. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. So great to have you here. And I always start by asking, how do you stay mindful and present in your daily life? Well, there's many things that I do to stay mindful and present in my daily life. But I think the, it first starts with my morning routine. I think morning routines are so important. And so... I start my day with about an hour worth of morning routine, <laughs> which includes uh, meditation. It also includes mindfulness, you know, and then also what I do after I meditate and um, just become mindful and get into that grounded space. I also do uh, some um, affirmations and um, just reminding myself what I'm grateful for as well. I have a gratitude journal that I keep. So it's kind of a big, long, uh, drawn out process, uh, but it definitely starts my day off right. And, um, and then, you know, however you start your day is usually how the rest of your day will go. And then throughout the day to keep myself mindful, I also just make sure that I don't uh, allow distractions in. So mm-hmm. I stay focused 
on whatever I'm doing to stay in the moment and be present for and to show up with 100% of myself with whatever I'm doing. Mm, that sounds wonderful. And I love morning routines, not just getting into everything at once, <laughs> just having that still or something or movement, but just having that sacred time with yourself. Yes, yes. Because mm. if you don't do that, then you just jump into the day and then the day is about everyone else, not yourself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm super happy to have you here and that we've connected. And I love your story and your work. Maybe you can start by sharing with the listeners who you are and what you do and all of that. Sure, sure. Thank you. And again, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show. Um, <clears throat> for for uh, me, who I am, I'm Monica Bay, also known as the Healer in Heels. And uh, I am an energy healer and a spiritual teacher. And what I do is I'm also, I also have a lot of spiritual gifts that I was born with. So I'm a natural psychic medium. Um, I am a natural spiritual warrior. I'm a natural uh, energy healer. I was born with that ability. And then of course I've, you know, grown that over the years to um, advance it and make myself much stronger <laughs> and more skilled at what I do. But uh, what I do with everything, all of my skills and, and spiritual gifts is I focus on taking people through life transformations. So helping people remove the things that are holding them back in life. And those things are always within yourself, not outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. So helping people remove those things that are holding them back in life and then helping them build the life that they, that they are here to have. Um, meaning that I focus on life purpose mm -hmm. because yeah. I believe, yeah. Um, the, one of the reasons why I decided uh, when I started this business uh, to focus on life purpose is one one of the reasons is because it is my life purpose to help others um, ignite the light within themselves so that they can then achieve their purpose. But also I believe that life purpose is the only way that you can find true fulfillment in life, like 100% fulfillment. And that's because unfulfillment comes from the soul. When you're unfulfilled, your soul isn't happy because it knows what it's here to do. It knows what it's supposed to be doing. And sometimes our conscious minds and our conscious actions are not in alignment with the soul's purpose. And so when you start to walk in your purpose, then you can start to reach that fulfillment and start striving. And it's always a journey. It's not a destination. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, this is what I do. And one of the things that I focus on in taking people on this journey is healing them from the trauma. Mm. Because yeah. that is, that's one of the things that, you know, prevents you from uh, accessing your true power and accessing your true greatness. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And just um, did, did you always know your soul's purpose or was that something that you because you have a big background as well of yeah. doing something completely different. So I'm just curious how you discovered that. So not at all. I did not always know my purpose. I wish when we were born, we were just kind of, even though it's crazy because I always say we know that all the knowledge that we need is within us. But it's like, it, it, that's, the, that's nature's trick. That's the universe's trick. It's like, you have everything you need, but it's really hard to access. Mm. <laughs> but now we're going to make you jump through hoops to get to it. But, mm. um, but yeah, so when I was, I always knew I had spiritual gifts. Mm. And uh, I didn't know that I had the, I didn't um, 
start developing those gifts until probably about my teenage years. Cause then I started to really understand them. Cause you know, when I was younger, I knew I could heal. I knew that I just kind of knew things, you know, I knew I was psychic. I didn't really know what to call it, but I knew, you know, that I had those things, but it wasn't until my teenage years that I really started to understand it more and started to work with it. But then career happened. <laughs> and so I went to college uh, decided I was going to go, uh, I was going to be a lawyer. And, um, and so I started moving in that direction, uh, ended up in business, just it's that that's a longer story, but we won't get into that. <laughs> but I ended up in business, um, kind of by accident. And but you know, I don't believe that there are really any accidents. I believe everything happens for a reason. And I can now see why I took this tra trajectory. But my trajectory has been, you know, I was, uh, I started, I got into business and ended up moving up very, very quickly in this uh, publicly traded company. Mm. And I ended up being a uh, vice president of a finance company for 13 years. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah. And so I had lots and lots of success, but then, um, you know, what led me to at my, discovering my actual purpose is I had to heal myself, <laughs> which a lot of healers I find have that, you know, similar kind of story. Mm. And yeah, mm. so it's just very, very interesting. But that is how I ended up discovering my purpose, bringing myself back, you know, into, uh, into the spiritual space and reminding myself of my power because my body had started breaking down on me. Mm. Uh, I ended up extremely stressed out. Didn't realize it was stress at the time because all the doctors are running tests, have no idea what's wrong with me. I have partial paralysis. Mm. I, had, um, I wasn't able to use my arms or my hands uh, most of the time. I wasn't able to walk most of the time. And I'm still, I was still in my 20s. <laughs> so this was, this was very horrifying to me at the time. Um, so... You know, I, but I ended up remembering it's crazy how when we are stuck in the middle of something, we forget our power and we just get stuck in that. And mm -hmm. so I was stuck in that for about two years before I remembered, oh, yeah, duh, I can heal. Why don't I go back to that? And so I ended up healing myself. And then that really spawned an entire new awakening within me. And now I'm here. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds a lot like my, my own journey actually with yeah just as you said like being like so focused on like what to achieve on a physical uh, mm -hmm. level and I was also in business and marketing and all of that and and then yeah due to like like stress and things like that like learning how to heal and to ground mm -hmm. and then finding that purpose that's when most of like the uh, healing and the enlightenments came as well when it was like really tough and and yeah. the body was saying so much when we start listening to the body we understand if we're on the right path or not so I oh, think yeah. that it's a great story because I think uh, sometimes we think that um, to be successful is to have like this um yeah walk a path that many have and it maybe mm -hmm. may or may not have worked out for them but we don't know if it's going to be the right path for us so but it's really hard if we don't uh, get taught very early on to be open-minded and and discovering our inner worlds to do that because then we only have the external external world telling us what our purpose is right 
Exactly, exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I focus so much on purpose. And um, what I actually do is I've invented a process that I call the soul revelation method. You're going to love this because <laughs> um, I was excited when I when I invented it. But um, what it what it is, is it's a way for me to uh, tap into uh, a person's subconscious mind and get below that. So deeper than that and get all the way down to the soul level. And mm. then I'm able to through this process, the soul reveals itself to the person and starts oftentimes speaking out of the person's mouth. And we're able to access all the information that the soul knows. So, you know, everything that it's willing to impart anyway, sometimes it's not always willing to give you everything because some things we aren't supposed to know yet. But, um, but as far as purpose, your gifts, why you're here, what you need to do um, moving forward, uh, you know, um, some more things about your life, about even past lives and things like that, we can get all of that information from the soul. And I do it this way because even though I'm psychic, I tell my, my clients always this, I'm psychic. I can look inside of someone and say, okay, here's the purpose. But mm -hmm. there's going to be a big difference in, in your understanding of that and taking that in if, first, if you get it from inside of yourself versus me telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And it's because of that outside, you know, that it, it's, it's just a different experience. So when you mm. get it from inside of yourself and you've experienced your soul coming forward and saying this, then, you know, 100% that is true. It's unequivocal. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. And it's very enlightening. Definitely. And mm. I would love to talk to you about trauma that you mentioned before as mm -hmm. well, how that, uh, because we can, like when people hear the word it can it can feel like trauma must has to be something really big and, yeah. and something huge and, and but it it can be so many different things so what how do you see trauma and and how how did you learn from your own experiences yeah well um one of the things so i was patient zero <laughs> for myself so um i learned so much um i really attribute a lot of my um amazing healing results that i get today to me being patient zero because i had so many things going on that i had no idea that i had going on until i really really dove deep within myself to see it all and um yeah uh, what i find with myself and with um with my clients is that oftentimes the traumas that are that are invading our lives and really affecting every single thing that we do are so small. Um, mm -hmm. Not that they're small in impact, they're very big in impact, but they're small in our minds. Because one, one thing I always say is um, trauma is, is uh, in direct relation to the person experiencing the trauma at the time, not the person looking back on it. Mm -hmm. And I'll explain what I mean by that is because mm. as adults, you know, we can look back on something that happened when we were five years old and we're like, oh, that was no big deal. But mm. to a five-year-old, the person experiencing the trauma, a person yelling at you can be very traumatic. Mm. You know, um, you stubbing your toe can be traumatic. <laughs> yeah. um, getting, you know, getting in trouble in school can be a traumatic moment getting embarrassed can be a traumatic moment. And we all have experienced things like that, right? In childhood. Mm. And yeah, so, definitely. 
Yeah. And so, and then there's also obviously the obvious traumas, the abuse, the um, uh, just really negative things that, that have, that have happened to you. Bullying, that's very traumatic to people. And that's another thing that a lot of people overlook is the bullying, because I noticed that people who, you know, they may come to me at 40 years old and they've been carrying these things all their life and they're not sure why they're repeating these patterns in their life. These patterns keep repeating, they keep self-sabotaging, they keep doing these things. And when I look inside of them, because the way that I heal, I use my psychic ability when I heal people. And with my psychic ability, I'm able to see inside of people and actually Mm -hmm. see themes of their life that have played out that they're still holding on to. And I'll describe those things to them. So when I see these scenes, and sometimes, oftentimes I'll see a bullying scene when they were either a teenager or, you know, really young. And to them, they're, you know, they're past that and they just kind of swept under the rug. So to them, they think that they're over that and that's not a big deal. But that's really the root cause of the reason why they're self-sabotaging because the bullying, just to give an example, the bullying can make someone feel small and make someone feel unwanted, unworthy, unloved. And when you have that as a foundation and, and you've been, you've really internalized that, that event, you've internalized that trauma, that becomes your foundation upon which everything else is built in your life. And so this is why you're afraid of your greatness. You're afraid of failure. You're afraid um, of love and relationships. And so you self-sabotage, you find yourself in those types of patterns. So that's just an example. Mm, Yeah. And when, when like on a a energetic level, what, Mm -hmm. what is the trauma doing within our body? Like what is happening with the energy? Do you see it? Yeah. So what it is, is oftentimes um, energetically, it's, I, I love that you asked that question because this is something mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't realize is that when we experience trauma, um, the the soul oftentimes separates. What happens is it it separates and, um, and it's almost like a, if you picture kind of a piece of wood with a little splinter, mm-hmm. right? Um, or shaving, uh, that that splinter can come all the way off or it can just stay kind of separated. Oftentimes it comes all the way off. And so when it comes all the way off that you have a separate piece of your soul that's still inside of your body. And sometimes it actually leaves the body. And that's when you have to get into shamanic soul retrievals. But most of the time I find that it stays within the body. And when it stays within the body, it becomes its own little entity inside of you. It's almost like split personality. It's not clinically a split personality, but what it is, it's, 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 it's a different version of you stuck inside of you, frozen in that time and that fear. And those parts, I call them parts inside of you. And those parts inside of you start to work against you. But they're not working against you because they want to harm you. They're working against you because the only thing that they are concerned with is they don't want to be hurt again They um, and, and safety. And a lot of times when we, just using the example of self-sabotage, a lot of the times when we self-sabotage, we're self-sabotaging because subconsciously and energetically that part inside of us wants to stay safe. How do we stay safe? We keep everything the same. So we sabotage anything that is changed. And if it's, Mm -hmm. if the trauma had to do with love or or worthiness, as we start to get close to someone and and we have those self-confidence issues, because that part of you, that energetic part inside that piece of your soul that broke off still is feeling all those emotions because it's never been healed. And so it will start to 
push away those loved ones. It'll start to, when you start to get into a relationship, it'll start to push that away. And that's when you get that, that self-sabotage. And again, that's just an ex- uh, um, a small example. It can really wreak havoc in so many different areas of your life, but also energetically, even if you don't have the soul split off, um, what happens to that trauma is it stays within your chakras. It stays within your energy system and it builds up and starts to create blockages. And those blockages over time start to become more physical, hardened, um, uh, solid matter. And that's when you start to have physical issues. And what I've found is that it takes about two years on average between the time you experience a trauma to the time you start to see that trauma actually affecting your life on a daily basis. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting because then it's also it makes it harder to uh, identify what it what exactly it is, right because yeah. if you just if, start feeling sometimes it can feel like uh, some let's say if a couple of years have went and you you're carrying this trauma it can be a sudden it can be a stressful situation or something that triggers mm-hmm. it but yeah. it's it goes much deeper than that because we're we're like built to be able to survive traumas as well otherwise it would be like exactly. so many things and we would get overloaded but mm-hmm. um, i'm also thinking about if, when working with clients have you seen like certain type of traumas lead to certain type of um like symptoms it can be emotional physical do you see a pattern between, mm-hmm. or is it very individual how uh, the trauma is is manifesting well there are a lot of patterns but i've also seen some very interesting weird ones too <laughs> that, <laughs> that i always see when i when i heal people not always but I'll, a lot of times um i'll heal people and and see something i haven't seen before because it's so so many different variations of how something can affect someone. And it really mm-hmm. depends on how you've internalized it. But I'll give you a couple of examples that are, that are clear, very common patterns. Uh, yeah. So if someone is having an issue with fibroids, because that's one of the things that I get a lot of women with fibroid issues, um, that's mm-hmm. always going to be an issue with your sacral chakra and some type of trauma dealing with sexuality, sex, um, uh, uh, usually it has to do, I've always found actually 100% of the time that it has to do with something, uh, some type of sexual trauma. That doesn't necessarily mean sexual abuse, but that could also be um, trauma dealing with, you know, relationships that they had where, where they were um, feeling inferior sexually um, or, mm. you know, um, thing, things like that. And like also uh, with, uh, with their reproductive system as well, um, feeling, mm. feeling less than for some people who may have issues having children, sometimes that is a result of a, of a, um, a sexual trauma as well. Mm. Yeah. And then another example um, of, say, someone with thyroid issues that mm-hmm. is um, always going to be, I found it 100% of the time as well, that uh, it is an issue with the throat chakra, of course, uh, but mm-hmm. an issue with self-expression, people who have been uh, either limiting themselves or have been limited, have been uh, quieted, you know, have been suppressed significantly throughout their life. And it usually starts with a trauma and then just continues from there. And is that both for the overactive and underactive thyroid? Is is it? Do you see the same 
Uh, it's yeah. still the throat chakra, but it's mm-hmm. like one is more hyper and one is more, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the same, mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, when I look into people, that is one of the first things I do is find the root cause of their problems. And then I mm-hmm. wipe it out with, you know, with uh, my healing techniques. Uh, but then once yeah. we wipe it out, then we have to actually heal the physical. So whatever the physical issue is, we, we I first discover the root cause get that mm. get that energy out of there and then because uh, with that energy gone once you you know once you uproot the root <laughs> then mm. um then you just have to fix the damage that it, that was done and then and then you're good so that's um that's what i do but then also mm. um to answer your question about uh the emotional issues so people that have uh depression um there's so mm. such a wide range of traumas that lead to that but um Mm -hmm. but it's always going to be because of um some traumas that you have deep within um whether they were a lot of times i find that the the traumas are from childhood but sometimes they can be from uh, early adulthood uh but usually from childhood that have been carried on and carried on and sometimes (laughs) it's something Mm -hmm. so simple like i said being yelled at uh by a parent and it was like the worst yelling that they've ever done at the time and you may be six years old, seven years old, and it's so traumatic to you. Um, and you think the world is over at the time. But as an adult, you're looking back, you're like, that was nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. But that is the root cause of your depression issue um, or your anxiety. Mm-hmm. And why, you know, why you fear, you know, being in crowded spaces or why you fear um, being um, in front of people um, because you're worried what people are going to, you know, think about you because maybe something happened, you know, in the past where, uh you felt embarrassed or something like that. And so there's just so many of those things and they create, you know, depression. Another thing that another root cause of depression that I've seen um, often is uh, just unhappiness of the soul. Hmm. And it's for people that are uh, seriously blocked and are not at all connected with their, with their selves. And so Hmm not connected with yourself your soul is not really able to and your your spirit guides are not really able to connect with you and give you that guidance so it's like you're just flying freely with no um with no direction except Mm -hmm. for the direction that you create which um a lot of times is not going to be the the direction that um you know that it wants to be going because your soul incarnated into your body for a reason and it's here to to complete several missions and uh, it does actually get very frustrated when, um, you know, when you're not listening. <laughs> mm, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really interesting. And, <laughs> and how do you, do you think that um, do, if, if you can, like, if, if you have your clients, do you also see those that maybe even... Uh, maybe the trauma hasn't like they have suppressed it so much that it's not even coming up to the surface because I mean, I'm thinking about different in different years of our lives. Let's Mm -hmm. say if we're in our twenties, maybe we can like suppress it and then maybe it bubbles up around 30 or like fifties. It can be, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the development of, of the different, things that that Mm -hmm. manifests from the trauma do you see that yeah so the thing is um you the more you suppress it the more it bubbles up and it depends on how Mm. strong it is too if it's if the energy 
um, that you internalized at the time of that trauma was just very mild. And then after that trauma, you didn't have that much more go on where you, that you've held on to, that much negativity that you've held on to, then it's going to take much longer before it actually starts wreaking havoc in your life. Mm-hmm. But, um, but if you have two people just using a scale, uh, you know, um, for some equilibrium, if you have two people that experienced the same level of trauma, meaning that the energy is just as dense, just as um, dark, just as strong within themselves, and you have one person that um, is suppressing it more than the other, the person suppressing it more is actually going to have more symptoms. Because the more you push something down, the more it bubbles up. Because Mm. it can't be pushed down so much with when it has a force. It's about, it's about force and momentum against, um, and strength against, our own strength of pushing things down and just pushing past things. As the more we ignore something, the more it rears its ugly head. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah. And, and just, yeah, that's one of the things, maybe sometimes when we're thinking about healing and enlightenment mm-hmm. and all of that, we think that everything should be so light and beautiful and, yeah. and easy. And, and yeah. it, it can be at, like, at times it feels very blissful, but mm-hmm. it's also like when you start working and you, you're on your spiritual path, like you choose the path of understanding yourself as a soul then mm-hmm. these things also come up because you agree to like work on a soul level and work on an mm-hmm. energetic level. These things have, have to come up. Otherwise you're like doing very like surface work. So just mm-hmm. having like, it's shadow work, right? Just working. It, oh, it's definitely. a type of shadow. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Literally a shadow. <laughs> yeah. It's it is, like, when I see it energetically, it is literally yeah. oftentimes um, a, a lot of shadows inside of us. And, and yeah, so that, that is, that is the way that we have to, we have to face, and that is the point of, you know, that's why we have yin and yang, you know, um, and then mm. that is the point of facing our shadows and darkness is because the darkness is there in order to show us our light and vice versa. And so we can't yeah. ignore one or the other or else we, we will not be a whole being. No, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very important. And I think we have to, we're not always prepared maybe to do that. <laughs> not now people know, but it's like, otherwise, if no one has told us that, then I know. it can become shocking as well. Like yeah. What can come up. And, and I'm also thinking about traumas, something that's come up for me uh, with this full moon as well, because we have a beautiful full moon today, uh-huh. uh, is that um, because, uh, because it's a Pisces full moon, I think it has really uh, lightened up our dreams. So mm-hmm. I think many people are dreaming intensely. And, and for me, something that came up was uh, like, I think it's a dream of a past life. So I'm thinking about past lives as well and mm-hmm. how the traumas of, if we haven't dealt with that trauma from past lives, can it show up here as well? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm going to give you an example, really, really great example. So I'm also a hypnotist. And so I do like past life regressions as well. And uh, this is many years ago, but I was doing a past life regression on a client and she hadn't told me at the time uh, that she had a fear of, um, that she had a phobia of bridges. She, we, we never Mm -hmm. did. 
um, because she came to me for something else. But she also had a a phobia of bridges. And it was only a particular kind of bridge that she would go across Mm -hmm. and she would have like panic attacks and never Mm -hmm. knew why. And so, um, again, I didn't know this at the time. So we proceed to go into the past life regression. And um, I always allow the soul to bring uh, the past life that they need to um, that they need to see right now. So that's mm-hmm. the one I allow them to go to. Cause as you know, we've been here many, many times. So there's many past lives. Yeah. So I just, um, you know, state the intention before we start to allow the, the, the past life that this person most needs to needs to see right now to, to, to show through. And it was mm-hmm. so interesting because when we did the past life regression, uh, she was a man um, in some other country, but had uh, actually committed suicide off of a bridge. Mm. Yes. And, yeah. and the bridge was exactly the kind of bridge <laughs> that, that, she, um, that she was afraid of going across. And she never knew uh, because nothing ever happened to her in this lifetime that had to do with a bridge. And so, yeah, so uh, there were a lot of amazing things that happened in that session, but that was one of the, um, that's just a a great example of how, you know, something had happened. So in that past life, she had committed, you know, he at the time, it was a he, Mm -hmm. committed suicide off this bridge, left his his wife and daughter behind and um, immediately like really regretted doing that. So that was the trauma. It wasn't the trauma of of death. It was the trauma of, you know, oh my God, I have, I just did this. I ended that. I ended my life. I failed in my mission and I left my wife and children behind. And then, you know, the, the soul kind of stayed around to watch what was happening too and saw all the pain and sorrow that, that he had caused. And so this created the trauma within the soul that it didn't fully heal from. And so when that soul incarnated into her body, it kept that and brought that with with her, with him. Yeah. 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 yeah and that explains so much. I'm thinking about phobias. Like, oh, yeah, I, I've all my life. I still haven't worked on that, but I've mm-hmm. had like this spider phobia. I can remember it since I was like five. I didn't even have a con- like I I. There was no reason why I would be scared of them at five years old. I just saw one. And then <laughs> since then, I've been like really scared of them. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you that that's from a past life then if there wasn't anything Must. life. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's what I always find. If someone has a phobia and they can't attribute it to anything in this life, it's from mm. a past life. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm also thinking about when it comes to trauma, because I'm thinking about also our lineage and our foremothers, forefathers, like in the physical mm-hmm. body, because we have that physical DNA. Yeah. I'm thinking about the traumas that that has been passed down as well. Do you see that? Yes, definitely. Um, there there is cellular memory, and that cellular memory is an energetic etching within the life force energy. And so what happens is, I'll ex- explain this a little, I'm a bit of a science nerd, so <laughs> I mm-hmm. study physics a lot, but, um, but I'm just going to explain mm-hmm. this uh, as easy as I can. So when, when we, um, part of our chi, you know, we have chi, life force energy, yeah. prana in our body, and uh, we have different kinds of chi. So the, the, the kinds of chi that we have that we get from our parents is the chi from each one of our parents in their chromosomes that come together and create us, you know, and start to cre- start our embryo. And then those cells divide and multiply and then we become who we are. 
but um, what's what started that and what creates that that life within those cells is is the you know the chi from both of our parents. So within that chi is a coding. And in, in that coding is that is what we call that cellular memory. And that is every trauma that st- is still within them that they've experienced. And oftentimes, because we're not taught to heal, we're not taught to even look within, you know, um, it's coming where, you know, obviously we are elevating as a species right now um, in terms of our consciousness. So that's more prevalent now. But when I was a kid, no one was talking about this stuff. <laughs> and mm. so, you know, we have, um, ancestral trauma as well from generations ago that never were healed. And then it gets passed on to the next generation, never got healed. And so by the time it gets to you, it's this very potent <laughs> um, yeah. negativity that is, you know, within your entire energy system because your chi is everything. And so, um, so that is, uh, that's a big component to your chi. Your chi also comes from two different other places, and that is the food that you eat and the air that you breathe. And so those three components together make your master chi that is, you know, um, that is within your body. But yeah, that cellular memory, that trauma can just be within you. And, um, and then, you know, that's also energy that has to be removed. And oftentimes when I'm healing people, I will see that not all the time, but I do see it. Mm. yeah and and when you're working with someone that that with their trauma how how is the spirit world are they helping you out like are you getting like because i since you are a healer (laughs) it's not only that you work on a mental and physical it's like healing on energetic level (laughs) and on a, a soul level like how in your work how do you take all of that in well what i do is i have my own healing modality that i've created and um it is a a mixture of i am a i'm a reiki master but i actually do very little reiki and the reason why is because reiki itself is very powerful and strong but it's a little from for for the results that i like to get um and i do have a hundred percent success rate um, which I'm very proud to say because it's very hard to say in this industry. <laughs> but yeah. the reason why I have 100% success rate is because of this system that I've created. Um, and so uh, Reiki is a little too permissive. And I say that um, to mean that uh, when you send Reiki energy to the body, it's up to the body how it wants to handle that energy. And so I say mm. it's permissive because it's, it's, you know, you have to have permission from the body, you have to have permission from the spirit and all of that. And sometimes the body and the spirit just are not ready to heal. And it's because of the, sometimes those parts inside that are working against it. And so there are things within our bodies that are saying, no, we're not going to heal, even though consciously you really want to heal. Sometimes your spirit is saying no. And so I have developed ways to circumvent that, to make you heal anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to rely on what the spirit and the body wants because it doesn't always, it doesn't always uh, do what's best for you, to be honest, just because of these things. And so um, my healing modality um, has heavy influences in shamanism, uh, uh, Native American and African shamanism, and also um, Qigong, principles of Qigong. I use that a lot. I also um, use a lot of principles of physics and biology that I, that I study very heavily. Um, I also use um, a little bit of biokinesis. Again, I have a lot of spiritual mm. gifts, so I'm able to just tap in and, and kind of make things happen. Um, I also uh, am heavily influenced by ancient Egyptian healing arts as well. 
Yeah, and can you tell me more about that? Because I was interested when I saw that, actually, the Egyptian healing arts. Okay. Like, what, what is that? Yeah. Well, uh, some of that I, I attained from research and other, a lot of it, actually, I, I received directly from the universe. <laughs> um, oh. Oftentimes, uh, I, I'm very clairsentient. I have almost all the clairs, but clairsentient is one of, clairsentient and clairvoyant are my strongest ones. And uh, oftentimes, I will just be, in a meditation or not even meditating, just standing somewhere and I'll like kind of automatically go into a trance and start receiving information and downloading information. And uh, what happens with the, what happened with the ancient Egyptian healing arts is I was already researching things, but, uh, but um, also information was just dropped into me on how to do, how to use different tools, how to, uh, how to attack different um different uh areas of the body to to create that healing and to um get the the spirit and the soul and the body all in line together and um and really a lot of it is about breath and um and that is uh something that you know the ancient egyptians really really were into and it's interesting when you look at history a lot of the um ancient people were all separated in different areas of the world, right? But they're all doing the same thing, just calling it something different. Yeah. And that's the same for today too. I believe that most uh, most of the modalities are are maybe doing subsets of different things, but you know, everyone's kind of uh, um, really focusing on the energy, and um, they may call it something different, but there are a lot of similarities. And so. Yeah, the ancient Egyptian healing, it's just, it, there's, we could do a whole show just on that because <laughs> there's a lot, yeah. but, um, but yeah, a lot of it is, um, is breath work and um, mm. focusing on the breath of life uh, within mm. us and, um, and also, you know, focusing on our ability to, uh, to control and dictate our own energies and our own bodies and the bodies and energies of others. If you, if you feel guided to do so. So as a healer, I'm directing <laughs> someone else's, you know, um, energy and, and um, to, to get their body to do what I need it to do. And um, so that's mm -hmm. coming from me. I also, to answer your question about the spiritual aspects or spirits and kind of um, mm -hmm. other beings, um, I definitely work with, with their spirit guides. So oftentimes while I'm healing people, their spirit guides will come through, uh, maybe an ancestor or something, um, or sometimes actual angels uh, will, come, will come in and assist in the mm -hmm. healing as well. And then I also... Um, uh, am very connected to a lot of ancient Egyptian deities and um, and uh, just the universe itself. And sometimes I will just allow uh, that massive energy, that source energy, to just come through me. And um, and then oftentimes, especially if it's something that I that maybe I may be new to healing, which at this point I think I've healed almost everything. But once in a while, mm -hmm. someone comes to me with something that I haven't fully seen before. And so I just allow spirit to show me what, what to do. And it always works. Wow. Yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> and it's in uh, such an important work that you're doing with helping people, because when we start healing more and more, we also change the vibration of the world. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that we're doing this and, and that we're, seeking out also help to mm -hmm. to overcome like traumas and and anything that needs to be healed and yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah yeah i love the work that i do because it just 
it it brings me joy and it's it's my purpose and um you know yeah. when i discovered my purpose it was not all at once it was in several phased uh, kind of um visions and trances and like i said i just sometimes am you know just sitting somewhere and all of a sudden i'll go into a, a big trance um and i'm also a channel so sometimes you know uh, my spirit guy will come right through me and just start <laughs> speaking out of my mouth mm. <laughs> and tell me what to yeah. do so <laughs> oh, that's yeah that's incredible yeah. that's a gift yeah definitely <laughs> i'm so happy for everything that you could share i think it's going to help so many people oh, do I you hope have so. anything else that you would like to share right now um uh just i i want to just just a message to everyone that it's really important that you do look within and that you focus inward if you're experiencing anything in in, in your life even if you're not because oftentimes we have trauma that's affecting our lives and we don't really re- understand that and we may be living happy lives but there are certain parts of our lives that we're just ignoring because we're focused more on the happy parts. And it, yeah, it's good to focus on happiness. You know, I always say choose happiness. Happiness is a choice. But it's also important to continually look within. And that's something I do in my morning routine every day is I look within to make sure that there's there's nothing. I don't even want any tiny little morsel of anything bubbling up because I know later that's going to affect me. So I wipe myself out every day. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, because it, if you think about it, it's like a bucket. If you have mud that you keep putting in a bucket, it's eventually going to fill up. But if you clean that bucket every day, then it never has a chance to fill up and it never has a chance to start affecting you. So that's why it's important for self-care and really taking the time you know, for yourself. And if you have any traumas that you know are big traumas that you have um, and that you've never dealt with, or you just think that you've moved past, but you haven't really gone inside to do any work, then I guarantee you it's still in there. And you need to um, either seek a healer like myself or, um, you know, heal, start healing yourself. It does take longer to heal yourself than it does to just to go to a healer, but sometimes your journey is to heal yourself. And sometimes your journey is to get help, yeah. but then also learn how to heal yourself afterwards. Um, and that's one thing that I teach people as well is how to heal themselves because I don't want someone to have to rely on me for the rest of their lives to, to be well. <laughs> I, yeah, I, exactly. I press that reset button for them basically, and then teach them how to maintain it from there to make sure that they don't end up back in the same space that they were. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and how can people connect with you is it uh, through your website and instagram yes um so my instagram is at the real monica bay and so bay is spelled b-e-y um so at the real monica bay and then you can also find me on my website at monicabay.com and also i just want to mention that i did start a university called mystic university and it is a school for the spiritually gifted And so um, if you feel like you have spiritual gifts and you would love to ignite those, develop those and um, turn them into powerful tools so you can create positive change in the world because your your tools and your your spiritual gifts are there for a reason and they are actually there to help you achieve your purpose. So p- for people who feel that they might have some gifts or or first of all, everyone has spiritual gifts. So um, yeah. so I, what I do is I uh, teach people 
how to use their gifts and how to develop them into stronger tools. So if anyone is interested in that um, and also healing, that is one of the things that we focus on at Mystic University is healing. Um, You can go to mysticuniversity.net and sign up for the all access pass because that is the, the best deal because you have access to every single course on the platform and I add new courses every month and it's just amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll check it out and thank you so much. I'm going to link everything in the show notes as well okay. so if someone is listening they can just click there as well. Great. And yeah, I want to thank you so much for being here today. I'm really grateful. Thank you. And I hope to connect with you soon again. Yes, definitely. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has been as inspiring to you as it was for me when talking to Monica. I think it's a really interesting angle and view of how to deal with trauma and and how that healing process could be for you. So really grateful that you're here and if you want to connect with Monica for a just a healing session or just working with her with your spiritual gifts or anything you can just click the links in the show notes and you can connect with her so let's just take a deep breath in together in through the nose and exhale out through the mouth and namaste